0: Yo, 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 welcome back everybody, it's a new No Cap Radio episode, new topics, new daily drama, new sports anything, anything sports, I'm here. Today, we got a touchy subject, we got a touchy subject, Um, probably not for y'all, but a little bit for me. We got to talk about, I mean, we already kind of talked about it, but. It was during the season. But now that the season is officially over, we got to talk about this overall view of this Lakers team that just transpired. Now, as you all may know, last offseason, the Lakers gave away KCP, Kyle Kuzma, and Montrezl Herald for one Russell Westbrook. I think they gave up a pick, too, if I'm not mistaken. They gave all this for Russell Westbrook. Now. Depending on who inspired the deal, who actually gave the thumbs up for it, I have no idea. What I do know is is that the Lakers were in position to sign DeMar DeRozan and make a trade for Buddy Hill, but apparently LeBron said, F that, I want Russell Westbrook. So the trade went down. Take that as you. Take it. Whatever. Um... Obviously, we all know the season unfolded, unfolded, and the Lakers finished 16 games under 500 and missed the playoffs. Now, a lot of reasons as to why this happened have to do with how this team was constructed, right? A lot of people saying. It's Russell Westbrook, coaching, fit. Um, but overall, it was a very disappointing season. And to be honest with you, probably the most disappointing season by a team we have ever seen. I mean, the Lakers were projected to win it all, and they didn't even make the playoffs. They never looked real any part of this season. They couldn't win consecutive games to save their lives. And the drop off to where they were the year prior was just, it, it was incredible. I mean, it's honestly, it's an, it was impressive how much they fell off from the year prior. But now the season's over, obviously all the players have their exit interviews. And I found something interesting in which Russell Westbrook said, after his last interview as you all may know the last couple games none of the lakers stars played and right after the last game of the season the lakers basically fired frank vogel and you know russell talked about how he didn't understand why him and frank couldn't get along um and some other things as well but When I asked him about the overall view of the season, the fit of the team and whatnot, he said something that really caught my eye. He talked about how he didn't get a fair chance. A fair chance, meaning a fair chance to, I guess, prove his worth or, or something like that. He also said he didn't feel like he got the opportunity to prove or show His ability to what he can do for a team. Um, So when when I hear these things. Honestly. Me personally. I'm on and off. Of the trade Westbrook bandwagon. Initially when the season was basically over. I'm like bro we gotta get rid of this dude. But now actually I sit back and thought. I sit back. And I think about it as a Lakers fan. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be enraged or mad if Russell, Russell Westbrook was to return to the Lakers. And honestly, I don't think a lot of it is his fault to be honest, but here's where I talk about how, where he says a, f- a fair chance caught my attention because I didn't even think about this. His meaning of a fair chance was completely different. I think what he was alluding to was he didn't get a chance to show his ability or be Russell Westbrook, the Russell Westbrook we all grow accustomed to with L.A., which honestly, he could never be that with L.A. You can't be the guy you were in Oklahoma City when you're playing alongside Anthony Davis and LeBron. Everybody knows you're the third option. So you're not going to have a ball. You're not going to have a ball as much as you would like, right? Which is why people thought or people were saying it wouldn't work because his, his inability to play off the ball. Russell Westbrook needs the ball in his hands in order for him to be successful, which I do agree with that to an extent, but I agree with that. But I also have to say this. I really think the struggles of this season have way more to do with the fit of the team than Russell Westbrook in himself this roster they put together was horrific like now that I'm looking back looking back on it this was like one of the worst rosters like forget basketball just of sports in general like I don't understand how People in the Lakers front office looked at this roster and was like, oh, yeah, we're going to kill it this year. Like you go down a list of guys like just personnel. Like you had some guys that were success. Melo was a success. Malik Monk. Austin Reeves. I believe bringing in Stanley Johnson. And um, I forgot the other other dude's name out of Kentucky. Um, He's a big dude. But Wayne Gabriel. You had a couple successes in there, but I mean, you talk about bringing guys in like DeAndre Jordan, Trevor Reza, Kent Bazemore, Wayne Ellington. Like these guys are washed, and Dwight Howard. He Dwight Howard was eh, he was okay, he was alright, but in stretches, though. But when you look at this roster. Most of the guys on the court, number one, they can't stretch the floor out there well. They can't shoot and they can't play defense. When you have a player like Russell Westbrook and a player like LeBron and a player like Davis on your team, those guys are most successful when the floor is spaced out. In particular for LeBron and, Dave, for LeBron and Russell Westbrook, who are guys that like to get downhill. When the floor is spread out, it gives them more opportunity to get to the basket. Look at LeBron James' career. LeBron has always had three or four shooters with him on the court, with all his championship teams, right? You think about the squad he had in with the LA squad that won. You had Danny Green, um, Caruso, and KCP, all on the floor at the same time. You can go back to Cleveland. He had a Kyle Corver. He had a J.R. Smith. I mean, Kyrie was Kyrie. But he also had a Kevin Love as well, who was a marksman from, from deep. Going back to Miami, Mike Miller, Shane Battier, Ray Allen. Like, the list goes on and on. When you put shooters around LeBron, life becomes successful. So, number one, I don't understand why the Lakers put together this squad of players that can't stretch the floor out which only means number one the paint is going to be clogged and that hurts Davis because that gives teams opportunity to double him easily knowing that there's there's not any pressure to get out and contest a three-point shot to somebody who's not gonna hit it and also You're playing to Russell Westbrook's weakness because you're asking him to knock down jumpers, which we know isn't his strength. His strength is getting to the basket. You put shooters on the court. Russell Westbrook not only is a great penalty, he's not only great at penetrating, but he can dish the ball as well. Even in screen and roll. If you run a screen and roll with him and Davis and you got two shooters on the court, that's still lethal because he can find an open man. But when they put all these guys on here that can't knock down an open jumper to save their mother's lives, you just clog up the paint and give teams opportunity to just zero in on Russell and Davis. Now, obviously, LeBron was able to be successful without it because he improved his jumper this year. So he was able to knock down open threes and mid-ranges. Plus, he was able to find his way to get to the rim anyway because he's 6'9". But where I saw David struggle is he was too busy trying to work in a paint and the double teams were coming at the after one dribble and he kicking into guys that's airballing. So I don't understand why they did that. So when I hear Russell Westbrook say I didn't have a fair chance, I don't think the roster Gave him a fair chance to be successful, as much as the player himself. Because, ladies and gentlemen, I really don't feel like Russell Westbrook is that bad. Like Russell's not bad. Like this season made him look like he's washed. Like I, had to, I'm like, bro, is Russell washed? But I know he's not washed. But this roster that they put together. Didn't help him at all. So now, since he's already going to be the scapegoat because he's the new player on the team that hasn't won yet. So when the team isn't successful, they're going to look at him anyways. So when they look at the stat sheet and they see, oh, Russ Rusbrid scored 15 points, went 7 for 20. It's his fault. But the whole time, he's not set up for success. How can you expect success from somebody that's not put in a position to be that? Think about when he was in Houston, right? James Harden, Eric Gordon, a whole bunch of shooters. The Rockets put up threes like it wasn't nothing. Bro, he averaged 30 and shot over 50% from the field. Like, nobody talks about that year he had in Houston. That was a really great year for Russell Westbrook. He averaged 30 and shot over 50% from the field. Even when OKC, when they had Durant, they had a couple of shooters in there as well. They had an Anthony Morrow. Um, I can't remember everybody else they had, but they kept shooters on them. So Russell Westbrook, he's able to. He's a guy that he needs the open lanes. He needs the the uh, the opportunity to work out of screen and roll properly. And when you put a bunch of guys on the team that clog up the paint, it doesn't happen. So I really feel like it was more so of the roster that messed up than Russell Westbrook. Now you look at his stats, he averaged 18. He shot 44% from the field, which is not terrible. And God knows how many turnovers he averaged. I don't want to even look at that. Russell Westbrook is a turnover machine, yes. But number one, a lot of that had to do had to do with LeBron being out for a portion of the season. Because LeBron is obviously the main ball handler. You put the ball in Russell Westbrook's hands with a team that can't space the floor out, it's going to be turnovers. Because he's just not a good ball. He's not a great ball handler like that. So, Russell Russell has always turned the ball over. You just have, You just have to live with that with him. But, like I said, I really don't feel like all the blood is on him for the season. And to be honest with you, I wouldn't find it outrageous if they brought him back. Now, obviously, if you can get a deal, you can't resist as far as trading him. Then I suggest you do that I mean I think I saw some That Indiana was interested in And was planning on giving them Brandon and Buddy Hill I mean I feel like that's a pretty good deal We just talked about shooters Rebringing in two guys that can shoot the ball So I wouldn't be mad at that But when I hear people saying like Oh Last resort is just cutting him No I think if you bring him back put together a better roster Malik Monk is coming back that's for sure well not for sure but he said he wants to come back and I'm pretty sure the Lakers will bring him back Stanley Johnson will be back obviously Austin Reeves you keep Melo this is my opinion keep Melo keep Wayne Gabriel keep these young guys that play that played well and surround the team get some more a little bit more height and shooters that's all it is but the thing with the Lakers is they messed up when they went into just this switching up the roster every year they kept on talking about chemistry and it, it is true Davis 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 lebron and uh, russ only played 21 games together like they didn't have that much time to begin with but again you could keep on complaining about chemistry how else can you build chemistry when you switching up the team every year that's why i feel like bro if you can't get no trade for Westbrook, but then just keep them and make a better roster because if you're complaining about chemistry, all I hear is, "Oh, if we was healthy. Oh, if we didn't have chem- if we had chemistry. All right, we'll build some chemistry then." Don't try to flip the roster every season, like they bring in four or five new guys every every year. You don't need to do that. And to be honest with you, I like the Lakers better that 2020 year when they had LeBron at the point. He led the league in assists when he was averaging 10 assists a game. And not only that, it was better for Davis because he was getting the ball a lot. He was the team leading scorer. But you had LeBron running a point with Danny Green and KCP, two guys who could stretch the floor. So that was the recipe to, to success. Now, bringing in Dennis Schroeder wasn't a totally bad idea. But I just didn't understand why they would run away from a form like that. If it's broke, if uh, if it's not broke, don't fix it. You know what I'm saying? So, that didn't really make sense to me. But at the end of the day, we can put it on a lot of things. We can put it on Russ, Coaching, Fit, Davis, me personally i think this fit or just this team that they put together was just atrocious outside of a couple players like i i really didn't understand i mean it got to a point when we was bringing in isaiah thomas for 10 days like god dang how how terrible can you be like it was just horrible um but i don't think the lakers are in serious trouble of like falling off no, that's just that's, that's not the case I believe they'll be right back next year, be competing. I think the front office is going to be like, look, LeBron. All right, we get it. Like you're the guy. We can take input from you, but let us handle things this summer. And we will ask you your advice. We ask you your take, but let us run this front office show and you run the basketball show. So, I think the Lakers will be right back in championship contention next year. Honestly, the last two years, the Lakers haven't had that much success because of injury. I saw something on I saw a, a someone on ESPN or something like that, and the question was, can LeBron and Anthony Davis win a title together? I'm like, wait. Did I get amnesia? Because I swear they just won a championship like two years ago. How you asking questions that already got answered? I don't understand this. But last year, Davis, uh, what'd he do? He, He did something to his Achilles. He was out for a portion of the year. But the Lakers were still number one in the West. LeBron goes down They dropped all the way to seventh. This year, LeBron and Davis missed like 80 games combined and the big three only played a total of 21 games. So injuries have derailed this team for being any real contenders. So number one, let's not just act like the Lakers have just fallen off because of their play or because of their inability to win maybe this year yes because the washer was terrible but overall this team the, the two best players haven't been able to stay healthy for a portion of the season emphasis on anthony davis because when anthony davis played majority of the games of the season they won a championship but when he's banged up it doesn't work out and that's the bargain you get with davis or not i think davis has to find a way to be healthy And honestly, I think it messes with his play as well, because I look at the 2020 season and I look at how he played this year. He's not nearly as aggressive driving and backing down to the paint as he was. And I think these injuries that's piling up on him have played a role in that. So if I'm Davis, I'm looking for the best treatment I can get right now. I'm looking for anything that can... I don't know what he was doing that first year, but whatever he was doing that first year, we need to go back to the basics. Because the team's ability to compete or not is is on your broad, but uh, fragile shoulders. So he has to find a way to stay healthy. LeBron has to find a way to stay healthy. But at the end of the day... I don't think the Lakers are in danger. When I hear people say, oh, the the LeBron championship window is closing, listen, don't believe the hype with none of that. If anything, I will say this, the only encouraging thing, the only thing that encouraged me this season by the Lakers is LeBron's play. Because if I'm being honest, coming into this year, I really thought LeBron only had had like two years left in the tank. But seeing the way he played, at the level he did, and how long he's been able to do this, it gave me the encouragement like, okay, number one, LeBron is not falling off anytime soon. Number two, he's proven to you, I still can play at this level. I just need the team to compete. And I think he was playing at an all-time level but didn't have the team to compete. And if he has a team to compete while still playing at that level, then it's going to get really scary. But Lakers will be back in contention next year. I really not even worried about none of that. Um, We'll see whatever they come back with. But at the end of the day, the roster just has to to be better. Like, and as as far as who should be in as a coach, I've also heard some stuff about um, Nick Nurse is a prospect as far as mark jackson as well i don't know who else is in there but getting the right coach in place as well and just having a better year because it was horrific but anyways that's it for today i'm gonna catch y'all later peace out